What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. Hey, married couples. Hey, hey. How's it going? It's been a few. Uh, it's been a month or so since our last episode. And um, so we're excited to have this time and share this time with you. You know how we do it. When we get into it, um, you're next to your spouse, grab their hand, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for an opportunity to be in this covenant with our spouses and you. Thank you that you created marriage to be this beautiful union and that through you, we can be victorious And so as we break down and unpack some things that are going on with marriages in the news, we want to make sure that we keep your way and your will at the forefront and the center of everything that we say and that we do. We want to reference what is our guide in life, not just marriage, but your word that illuminates in our minds and our souls and let the Holy Spirit guide us as we talk about what can be a a challenging thing in marriage. We love you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, angels. Great prayer, Ruby Thank you, babe. So this one, you know, marriage is, can be tough, right? Um, The name of this episode is Shades of Grey. And it's about the beautiful married couple, John Gray and his wife, Aventer, I believe is her name. They have two beautiful children and uh, they have been in the news as of late. So I believe in, in keep me honest here, babe, in about two years ago, you know, something bubbled up about him, uh, Pastor John Gray having a, an extramarital relationship. Um, and you know, Aventer was very vocal about the fact that she, you know, was standing by him, understood it to be what it what it really is, which is a spiritual battle. Um, and so fast forward, and I think this past week, something bubbled up again with the same sort of thing. He had this extramarital relationship, um, you know, some voicemail surfaced. And so we had an opportunity to, you and I, to... Um, see some of the comments that have been made about this by random people, but also we also took the opportunity to listen to his latest sermon that addressed what happened um, at a high level and, you know, apologizing to his church. I think it's what relentless church in one of the Carolinas maybe and to his wife, of course. And so just want to talk about, um, I'll talk about that. You know, I think that the most important thing that we should point out, as usual, you know, is, is we are not here to condemn anyone. And there's no condemnation. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall into the temptations of sin. And we are all a work in progress. Yes, we are. And so the takeaway from this podcast should be, 
as Christians, it is our duty and our responsibility to bear one another's burden. Whether it be John Gray, whether it be you, whether it be myself, um, you know, or any of the listeners, we all have a weak point. The enemy continuously tries to exploit that, and it's only through the power of Jesus Christ that we can be overcomers. So today's verse comes from Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. You know, I love that verse because there, there are things that stand out to me. One is gently, right? And we don't have enough of that in our world today. Just gentleness, people who are mindful of the struggles struggles of others. But then it's, it's like, as you are working gently in love to pick up this other individual who has tripped, don't think that you cannot and perhaps will not be in their shoes, um, you know, just as easily. And I think that, that that's important. So, you know, I want to talk about the, the, the title of this episode, Shades of Grey, you know, really came to us because when we started, you know, reading some of the things on social media, and one of the things that Pastor Grey said in his sermon was, look, I take full responsibility or what is circulating on social media. Some of it is true, some of it isn't. But what he said was, had he not, you know, stepped into temptation, if he had not um, acted out on some of the things that he had acted and has acted out on, then there wouldn't have been um, a a reason to have an iteration or variations of the truth. It wouldn't have even happened. So he takes responsibility in his words for pretty much anything that, that's that's being said at this point. Um, but as we were reviewing this this stuff on social media, his sermon, you know, articles, people just throwing shade left and right. You know, like everybody has an opinion. Everybody's there. I wouldn't say everybody, but there's quite a few people that are being very negative. Um, and just throwing shade at someone who is, in his own words, broken. A family that's already going through a pretty tough situation in the middle of all of the other crises that we are facing as a nation. It's really kicking someone when they're down. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's hard being a celebrity or or popular in today's culture, everyone feels like they have the right to voice their opinion, you know, and and social media and the internet has given way to people being able to say things that they wouldn't normally say to your face. And, And so it is important, though, that through all of this as the ultimate takeaway, again, that we are focusing on what we can do as believers to help one another in this fight. You know, and first and foremost, you know, we need to be praying for each other. If, yeah. if, if you are not 
save for one minute or 50 years. We all need to be praying. Everyone's prayer counts. Um, all of us need to be praying. All of us need to be reading the word and repeating God's word back to him. And even if that means you pray with your eyes open so that you can read the word of God verbatim, let's do that. All need to be chipping in into this fight. This is a spiritual warfare that is going on in the world. And it's not just about John Gray and his issues or his marriage that or alleged issue that's going on, because nothing has been, you know, come out for certain yet. It's all preliminary at this point. Uh, but no matter what the ultimate standing is, we all need to be fighting spiritual warfare that we're being charged to do. We're all warriors in the Lord's army. It's time for us to get off the sidelines, to gear up, and to fight. Yeah, you know, true that, and you know, when I when I think about, and some of these things, I mean, he's admittedly said yes, these are things that I have done. Um, and so I think he's been transparent about that. And we didn't listen to his entire sermon, but Really, my hope, my prayer, our prayer is that in the midst of this challenge, um, and when I think about Avatar and, and some of the wives that have had an opportunity to, you know, counsel over the years and walk alongside uh, over the years, I, I pray that she is surrounding herself with people who not only know how to get a prayer up on your behalf, right, on her behalf, but people who know the word, apply the word, and have a relationship with God, they understand and have seen God's, have, they've experienced God work. That's the kind of people that she needs in her life, pouring into her. He is well, but you know, I, I'm, I'm speaking uh, specifically about some of the comments um, towards her well you know first time he did it okay but you know the second time and you know she has to know that this man doesn't have her best interest in mind and all of these things you should be you know that that whole typical when something gets hard or when the human limitations of your spouse or revealed like never before, the first thing that the coronal response is run, give up, you know. So I really hope that they are able to surround themselves with godly counsel that can pour into them things that they need that are biblically based and not just a knee-jerk reaction to being hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, you know, reaction can cause us to make choices, permanent decisions that we wouldn't normally make under stress, um, we wouldn't normally make under the circumstances. You know, they've got a lot going on. You've got the limelight you know, with, with social media and just the world, the way that things are today, that's pressure. No doubt that there's going to be some family pressure, some pressure from friends and, and, and those who love us, but sometimes can be a little bit 
intrusive into what could be our marriage. And, and, and so, you know, there are those, though, that should, the grace should have a relationship with someone who is their accountability partner. And that's really what we're hoping is that God would speak through those accountability partners in this situation to help, um, you know, navigate the terrain as it pertains to what to do next in this situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely not easy. And so one of the things, uh, another thing we want to talk about is, you know, I think that we've mentioned in prior episodes that, and you may have just said it, that as individuals, we all have strongholds and, and crosses to bear and struggles that are at the individual level and then you get married and then now you you are dealing with you know not just your own but your spouse's struggles as well and so some of the comments in, in the social media um articles were like from people in their singlehood uh, some people were commenting um and they had been married for for years some of them were newly married and you know the, the comments were, you know, they varied, but a lot of them, I would say the lion's share of them were, were negative. Um, and so the thought is, if we're all, my question to you is, if we're all struggling sin and none of us are perfect, um, we all have strongholds that, you know, we, we have to fight daily, then how do you manage or, or what do you do with a call to ministry? That's a deep one. That's a deep one. Now listen, that's a deep question. Keep listening through the break to hear what we have to say. We want to take some time just to thank those who donated to this podcast thus far. Your generous gift really does matter. Together, as a State of Your Union, so you supporter we can continue to offer trusted biblical principles today, tomorrow, and in the future. So thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to know how to donate, there's a link in this podcast that will allow you to do just that. Also, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with others. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and we expand and extend our reach. Lastly, but not least, all the prayers that come in about this podcast, about marriages. We love that. As we continue to pray for you, please pray for us and just know that we love you. Continue to pray and fight the good fight. Stay blessed. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for sticking around. We are back. Uh, before we went into break, we were talking about just the fact that as individuals, we all struggle with strongholds and, you know, crosses that we're bearing. So how do we answer the call to ministry um, knowing that we're broken? I think that the, the Word of God tells us in First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, it is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. 
I like the way that Paul writes that because he lets us know that we're all sinners. And, you know, Paul is arguably one of the most well-known, big-name Christians that have, you know, written a lot of the New Testament. And so if Paul is saying, you know, that he's chief of, of all sinners, you know, you and I, we certainly have done our dirt as well. And it's important that we know that Paul is not the measurement, neither are you and I. The measurement is God's standard, the word of God. And the only person who has ever kept the word is Jesus. And so I think that it's important that we don't think too highly of ourselves. It's it's actually weird to think that your sin is so great to disqualify you from the call that God called you to when he knew you before you were ever born. That means he called you already knowing all of your limitations. He called you already knowing all of your strongholds that you would face. He called you already knowing everything there is to know about you. And he still chose you. How dare you and I think that our opinion matters so much more than God's? He already decided what we need to be doing. How dare us tell God no? I can't do such and such because I have this or that infirmity. You know, look at look at Moses, you know, the stuttering problem. Moses still got it done. He still answered the call. You know, look at David with Bathsheba. David still got God it. was able to use. Right. God was able to use him. Yeah. And so if God can use them why not you? Why not me? Why not us? Yeah. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 3 gives us the dynamics and characteristics of what it takes to be an overseer, elder, pastor, or deacon. And so there is criteria. And listen, we are not saying that um, sin it does not matter. We are not saying that holiness is not still the standard. Holiness has always been the standard and will always be the standard. Jesus' blood is the substitution for our sin. It covers a multitude of sins. So everyone who has accepted Christ, his blood covers all the sins that you've ever done, all the sins that you're about to do, and all the sins that you will do in the future. Yet, we are still called to live holy. We're still called to carry the standards of God, and we're also called to do what it is God has asked us to do. 
Yeah, I mean, through through our weakness, he's made strong. Oh, you better preach it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and thank God, right? Um, that's what I love about God. He he loves to get the glory through a broken individual. And I think he said um, in another conversation that we had about how, you know, the whole point of humanity. Um, at, at, yeah, that that's a great point. Thank you for reminding me of that. So the whole point of history, humanity, right now, the, the world that we are living in, the whole point is God is proving that he can do more with human beings, mankind, who are consecrated and obedient to him than he can do with angels, Satan, Lucifer, who were disobedient. So, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, you know, Lucifer and the angels, well, the demons, tried to go against God, God smacked him down here to earth. Then God created Eden, just like he had Lucifer in. In heaven, he created an Eden here, right on earth, and created us as human beings to prove that he could do more through our obedience. Lesser beings. Us being lesser beings than, than the angels and the demons that he could do with those disobedient angels who tried to overtake heaven. Yeah, so he knew, um, you know, in our creation that we have these human limitations. So, I mean, I think that that's important to point out, right? So we talked about the fact that the first thing we should be doing is praying, praying always, praying without ceasing. Um, And the, the comments that people are making about the grays, it's so easy to do that when your marriage is not on display. Um, but every marriage has problems. Every marriage has challenges. And if you just for one minute took your marriage and said, okay, everything that we've ever faced as a couple, um, now everyone will know. I mean, every detail of it. Imagine what that feels like. And that's what they feel like. So it's so easy to make the comments about what she should or shouldn't do, or he's a liar, or how could he? You know, it's so easy to do that. But if you take a step back and look at your life and your marriage, and if it were on display, what what could people say about you? Could those very things be said or even worse? So I think we really do need to give people um, grace and also understand that through prayer, that's our, our focus, to, to pray that the Holy Spirit will guide their next steps. I think it's also important that we point out that it is easy to point to someone's issue that we are strong in, in an area where we're strong. Oh, yeah. And and so if sexual immorality, adultery, lust of the flesh in that way is not your issue. But you lie like a rug. Yeah, but, but you lie or you cheat or some other saying you're, you're you're killing people with your words, you know, you're worrying, um, you know, there are all sorts of things that are ungodly that we could go down the list yeah. of, and 
if it's not your thing, oh, it's easy to point out a sin that you see in someone else. Yeah, I mean, people saying, well, I don't know why he can't just, you know, live what he preaches. I don't know why he can't be faithful to her. She's a beautiful woman. It has nothing to do, and that's what, you know, I tell wives um, all the time who, who face this. And, you know, we've been very open about what challenges we've had in our marriage when it comes to B notes and some of the strongholds that he has around some of the same issues. And it's like, it's, it's easy for um, a wife to internalize that and say, you know what, well, maybe if I were 10 pounds, you know, lighter, or maybe if I, you know, looked like this person or, you know, and it's not, it's not the wife. Um, and that's what people have to understand. It doesn't matter what she looks like or, you know, her heart um, could be of gold. There is a deeper issue that oftentimes, and again, I don't know what's going on with the grace, so I'm speaking very generally here based upon some of the conversations that I've had with wives and my own experience, um, that it's not something that um, that uh, wives should, should take on as their issue because it isn't, but they should take it on as Satan's um, throwing or Satan's attack, because that's what he's doing. He's attacking our weaknesses in our marriage. And that could be, you know, today it's him. Tomorrow it could be her. And we have to stand and fight um, for one another um, and with one another against the, the, this enemy. Because at the end of the day, you might be the offended today. And he's the offender, but that could change. And we have to just be prepared and understand who our enemy is. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 reminds us that for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the for world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. The fight, I want to make sure that we are clear, the fight has never been between an omniscient, omnipresent, all-knowing God and a created devil. That has never been the fight. The fight is against the enemy, Satan and all of his demons, and human mankind. Every man, woman, boy, child, that's the fight. Create, create the thing against created thing. And God is proving time after time after time that he can do more with less. And he has proved it once and for all on the cross with Jesus. But it's important that we remind, remind you that Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose with all power. Yes, all power. So one other thing that we, we want to talk about um, before we end our, our time with you today, and that is just some of the things that uh, that folks mentioned uh, in, in the, the social media um, comments. You know, there was people saying, well, you know, he should continue to be senior pastor. He should not relinquish that role. Um, because, you know, with COVID and racial wars and everything, the economy, 
the issues that our world is facing today, this is not a good time to step away from that post because he may leave his congregation spiritually, you know, void um, in a time where they need um, that uh, more than than ever. Um, then we also had uh, there were comments that said, well, you know, he should step down immediately. This is not the first time. Um, you know, this is not now. He is. Uh, tarnishing, you know, his witness, he's tarnishing um, the name of Jesus, he's tarnishing the church. And then, you know, there was also the thought, well, maybe there's, you know, maybe a hybrid approach, right, where he can, you know, step down um, from being executive pastor, but have his associate pastors, you know, fill in and, and take on some of his, well, all of his roles until he's able to Come back and you know give him time to really focus on fighting wholeheartedly this um this stronghold. But we really want to look at what does the word of God say, because that's really what matters. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what Beno's thinks. Doesn't matter what those folks who were writing in the comments think. What does God tell us we should do when a leader falls? 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 21, talks about how, um, I'll just read it here verbatim. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of his chosen angels to maintain these principles without bias, doing nothing in a spirit of partiality. Whether it is the senior pastor whether it, whether it is a pew member, sin is sin. And so, you know, our take on it is right here in alignment with the word that leaders are held to a higher standard. You know, First Timothy talks about what it, what's required of being an overseer, a pastor. And one of those things is you have to be a husband who is loyal to your wife. That's a requirement. And so we are not saying that, um, you know, it's it's not our choice to make in this situation. We're not saying that, you know, he should be removed from the church all at once. We're not saying that he should stay be allowed to stay there. We are saying that God's word says that sin is sin and that no one gets a pass. Yeah, you know, in our experience, I mean, just to, to even add real life experience and, and more specifics around that, right? Because, you know, yes, yeah, sin is sin and, and everyone has, the, there are consequences to everybody um, committing a, a sin. What makes this a bit more uh, challenging is one, it's it's in the spotlight. Two, he is a senior pastor. So, what steps should a church take when a pastor has um, fallen, has you know a stronghold that that he or she or you know whomever is working through? Then, 
you know, it, it, it makes you then begin to, to say, okay, it, is it that, you know, the elders approach this individual and, you know, speak the word of God that says, you know, yes, you have sinned, you've fallen short. It's time for you to step away from this post, right? And we will ensure, right, that the word of God continues to go forth. But for you, we want to make sure that we walk alongside you. We're not banning you from church by any means. We're going to walk, walk alongside you. We're going to pour into you. We're going to make sure that we um, have restore. gently restore with accountability partners, with, you know, um, getting biblical counseling, all of that stuff. And it's not just, oh, we're going to do it in, you know, three months and then, you know, you're going to be restored. That's not realistic. It takes a long time to fight strongholds and to really um, overcome them. I mean, this this is, you know, the second time in as many years. So, you know, that that means that it's, you know, it, it, at least we, we at least know it takes at least two years or more since, you know, he's still working through it. Yeah, and we don't even know what's, what, what's transpired between in those two years, right. you know, we, we don't really know. So, you know, I believe it's about the Holy Spirit being the one that guides this process. But I do think based upon our discussions and our experience, the way to handle it is to have the elders to gently remove and through love restore until the Holy Spirit and certain steps and criteria have been met to ensure that the person is restored and the brokenness is mended. Yeah, so tough, definitely tough subject. And um, we want to encourage you to pray for the grace as you pray for your own marriage, as you pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you and, and the grace, you know, beautiful couple. Um, and I just, again, we, we, want nothing but God's will for them. And uh, in this time, you know, our prayer is that they surround themselves with godly counsel and people that understand the word of God, but not only that, know God intimately and know that he can work things out. Now, our listeners know how to contact us, but you can also press the message button down um, at the bottom of the page there and send us a voice message, a prayer request, let us know what you think about the podcast, so on and so forth. Please reach out. We always love to hear from our listeners, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you soon. And I do want to say this. Any wives out there that, you know, you're experiencing this right now or you're struggling, you don't really have anyone to talk to. One of the things that I tell wives all the time, um, and I believe you tell the husbands that you speak to, and, you know, John Gray and they don't have this luxury right now, but we we always encourage couples to keep their marital um, struggles to themselves, meaning not sharing with parents or siblings, um, but really sharing with godly counsels and people who are not in not in their family, because families really can take things to heart 
Um, and or then take sides. Take sides and not really be able to see things in a in an objective way. So now, you know, she has no choice. He has no choice. His family, her family, they know this is out there, which makes it very difficult. But um, if you are a wife out there and you, you're struggling with some things, please reach out. Um, you know, Beano's just said how to reach us. And I am available to talk to you anytime that you need. Beano's is available to talk to any husband that is struggling. Maybe there's something that's going on right now that you haven't been, you know, 100% honest um, in, in, your, in your relationship. So don't sit on that. Don't let Satan use that to make you feel more and more guilty in your marriage. There's freedom from that. And we would love to have an opportunity to, to help you see how God can really restore and, and liberate your, your marriage. So don't hesitate to reach out. We love you guys. Um, we look forward to our time um, together again. Until then, be blessed.